Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. Today we'll be learning Masechet Rosh Hashanah 9. Today's daf begins with a discussion of a principle that was found in a Baraita, a Tanaitic teaching near the end of the previous page. This principle is that Mosifin mechol ala kodesh. We add to sanctified or holy time by lengthening it into the profane time that follows. While this principle was already quoted, a source for it was never brought, and that is what the Gemara is now looking for. The answer can be found in two different sources. The first states the following. In Exodus 34.21 it states, For six days you shall work, but on the seventh day, that is the Shabbat, you shall cease work, even at plowing time and harvesting, harvesting time you shall cease work. According to Rabbi Akiva, while the first part of this verse is talking about Shabbat, the second half of the verse, you shall cease work, even at plowing time and harvesting time you shall cease work, is referring to the sabbatical year, Shnatashmita. But this presents a problem. Why? The problem is that it was already explicitly taught somewhere else, Leviticus 25, 4-5, that plowing and harvesting is prohibited during Shnatashmita, the sabbatical year. This is therefore how Rabbi Akiva formulated this problem. Rabbi Akiva says, There is no need for scripture to mention plowing and harvesting for the sabbatical year, since it was already stated, But in the seventh year there shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land, a Sabbath to the Lord. You shall not sow your field or prune your vineyard. Rather, scripture refers to plowing on the eve of the sabbatical year, the benefits of which extend into the sabbatical year, and harvesting the crop of the sabbatical year, which extends into the year following the sabbatical year. So, according to Rabbi Akiva, if we already know from Leviticus 24, verses 4 to 5, that plowing and harvesting is forbidden during the sabbatical year, there would be no need to repeat these same prohibitions in Exodus 34, 21. So what new thing is it therefore teaching us? The answer is that Mosifin Mechol Kodesh. The sabbatical year really begins a little early and ends a little later. The observance of Shemitah eats away a little bit from both the year before and from the year after. This is the source from which Rabbi Akiva learns Mosifin Mechol Kodesh. But the Gemara wants to now know where Rabbi Ishmael learns Mosifin Mechol Kodesh. The answer is brought from an interpretation that can be found in Masechet Yoma with regard to Yom Kippur. Since you all may not remember what was taught a little bit ago in Yoma, I'll bring that source. In Leviticus chapter 23 verse 32 it states, And you shall afflict yourselves on the ninth day of the month beginning at evening. Based on this verse, one might think the point is literally that the ninth of the month is the day of affliction, Yom Kippur. Scripture therefore states, beginning at evening, ba'erev. If it is at evening, 
one might think that the day of affliction begins after dark. In order to preclude that wrong conclusion, Scripture states, on the ninth day. After dark, it was already the tenth of the month. How do I understand this? One begins to afflict oneself while it is still day on the ninth. The fact that the day of affliction begins on the tenth teaches that one lengthens sanctified time by adding from secular or profane time. This Midrash is based upon the fact that from Leviticus chapter 23 verse 32, it seems that Yom Kippur begins on the 9th of Tishrei. The Midrash teaches that in fact the fast does begin on the 9th of Tishrei, not the entire day, but just a little bit from the end. And that is how we fulfill the mitzvah of Mosifin Mechol ala Kodesh. The Gemara now addresses two different questions. The first is that this Midrash seemed to only teach about lengthening sanctified time before Yom Kippur begins. And how do we know that it also applies at the end, lengthening Yom Kippur a little bit, adding to the holy time? The second question is, how do we know that this principle applies to days other than Yom Kippur? What about Shabbat? Both of these questions are answered by bringing different scriptural sources, thus showing that Yom Kippur is also extended at the end, and that the principle of Mosifin Mechol Kodesh also applies to Shabbat. The second page of today's daf discusses the different mitzvot commandments associated with the Jubilee year, Shnat Tayovel. These mitzvot are the setting free of slaves, blowing the shofar, returning property to its original owners, and the prohibition of working the land. The Gemara brings a number of different opinions that explore the interconnectedness of these mitzvot. How dependent are they on one another? Does one commandment pull the rug out from under the other commandments? Numerous opinions are brought, some understanding that while there might be a connection between the commandments, there is not one commandment related to the Yovel that prevents the other commandments from being observed. According to another opinion that is attributed to the sages, the Rabbanan, these commandments are me'akvot, that is, the absence of one prevents the others from being fulfilled. This last opinion presents a challenge specifically to the observance of the Yovel, the Jubilee year, but also to the observance of other commandments. If we do not have a lulav and etrog on Sukkot, should we not still try to eat in the Sukkah? If we have no wine on Passover, we are still obligated to eat matzah. Or is it a package deal? If you cannot do all of the mitzvot associated with a certain day, better not to do any of them. I personally support the opinion that these mitzvot are not me'agvot. That we should understand that each mitzvah in and of itself is important, even if it's part of a larger group of mitzvot associated with a day. If you can't perform one of the mitzvot, we should try and perform as many of them as possible. Thank you for listening to the Daily Daf Differently, Lehitrot, and see you at the next Daf. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.